Hey there. Seems like you've been traveling for a while. Don't worry about it. Uh, I'm actually uh, far, far away from home myself. But uh, when I travel like this, I find that helps pass the time if I watch a nice movie. Maybe something I can watch with a friend. My name's Maxie. Entering name, D-A-N. Hi, I'm Dan. Uh, this week, we are going to be talking about the Animal Crossing, I guess you'd call it an OVA? Yeah, it's, it is, a, it's a Dobutsu no Mori, the like, it's like a feature length film, it's, it's, it only came out in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really good. Um, well, at least I think it's really good. Uh, I also enjoyed this a lot, and I think this is arguably the single best adaptation we've done on this show. Yeah. Because I don't think anything else has so perfectly gotten the appeal of these games. Frankly, listen, I'll get into it when we get into it, but I think think this might get Animal Crossing better than the actual games do. (laughs) You know... You know, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, there's so much going on with it. Like, just, it perfectly encapsulates, uh, what Animal Crossing is, why people like it. It's, it's really good. <laughs> uh, let's... I don't know if we should do a plot synopsis in the same way that, mm. uh, we usually do because, for the most part, this isn't really a film that has a plot. There are... Sometimes there kind of is, like, and there are certainly recurring elements, but mostly it's very slice of life, you know? Yeah. I would basically describe this as a slice of life anime condensed into a tight 90. Mm-hmm. Uh, like... Honestly, part of me wonders if this was originally conceived of as, like, a one-season you know, TV anime or something, and it right. just got repurposed as a 90-minute movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't really see much about the production of this film. I could fully believe that. Uh, it's, uh... Honestly, if I... If we ever got, like, a something like this in a post-Isabelle world, uh, I would want it, like, 12, 26 episodes, whatever you need. Just one season... Like, go, and like over the course of it, it sort of is just like a more long form version of this. Mm-hmm. Uh. So, uh. Yeah. Yeah, like you said. Uh. I guess, how would I, how should we go about this? I guess we could talk about like the characters, some like various things that, that, uh, that come through for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also want to note, uh, I decided to watch the fan dub. Uh, it's... Oh, that's interesting, because I watched a subbed version. Yeah. Yeah, the fan dub, I think... Well, I'll say this. It's, like, the product of some very passionate and big fans of the series. Uh, it is a bit of an amateurish work. They do a good job, but... A lot of them just don't have very good mic setups, and it can be a little jarring sometimes. Ugh, that's uh, unfortunate. 
Yeah. It really is. They're they're like giving it their all. Uh uh. Hmm. Uh it's the pl- It basically just goes over a year of the life of this uh girl named I who moves into the animal village. Mm-hmm. And like it it like goes throughout the year and just has like these different like things going on. I guess one way to approach it would be, like, talking about it character by character. Yeah, so I is the viewpoint character. She is, I would describe her as an everywoman, and something that struck me was there's two human characters in this, and I mm-hmm. feel like they get at two different sort of play styles, you know what I mean? Yeah, I um, lo- yeah. Like, what was really striking about me, about, like, the other human character, you, is just... How they feel very much like how you would de- how a person playing Animal Crossing would be to normal people. Yeah, like you. By the way, I just realized their names are I and you, and yeah. I feel like a fool for not like connecting the dots on that earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I is just sort of like in the vibes, and she dresses normal, and you is like obsessed with uh, collecting bugs and fossils. He's always wearing like. Wacky costumes and stuff. Yeah. Uh. I. I has like this. I, uh, sort of like spends her year in the village. She, like, befriends some other. Some other villagers, namely Rosie and Margie. Mm -hmm. Uh, she. She, like, has this whole, like, side gig, uh, delivering, uh, packages for Tom Nook. Uh. She, like, gets to know everyone. Uh, she has, like, this arc where she, like, uh, meets up with Margie. By the way, I just want to say this. Uh, I and Margie just really give me gay vibes. Oh, it's, listen, I is extremely gay. She's mm-hmm. also very gay for, um, Whitney, the wolf lady. Oh, extremely, yes. Like, when they first meet, she's just, like, blushing the entire time, and when she leaves, she's like, gosh, she was pretty. Yeah. What a beautiful woman. Uh, there, it's, uh, Mar, it's just wonderful seeing them, uh, she, like, really, grows really close, close to Margie over the course of the film, though, like, during fall, Margie moves away, mm-hmm. and, uh, she's, like, broken up over this, but she, like, has this whole, like, heart-to-heart with Whitney, and Apollo, and Bruce, Br- Brewster? That's his yes. name, right? Yeah. And she realizes something that she uh uh talked about while with Margie, which is uh finding finding her quote cherry pie. Uh cherry yeah, pie Yeah, it's, it's a sort of metaphor for wanting to put your skills and interests to their greatest use. So yeah. Kind of like, you know, following your dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh but not necessarily in the um, grandiose way, although it can be, because the reason Margie ends up moving away from the village is to pursue her dream of becoming a designer. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way it's presented, it feels more like just finding a place for yourself in the world, which I think is very fitting for mm-hmm. an Animal Crossing movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, like, I feel like part of the whole metaphor is like, 
you can't like do it all at once. You got to do it incrementally over time, which is how you play Animal Crossing. You play a little bit every day. Uh, and part of why I mentioned that I feel like this could have been a full like one season slice of life anime is mm-hmm. um, if anything, I'm struck by how quickly it moves. There yeah. are definitely moments where it allows you to just sort of soak in the uh, ambiance, but I kind of wish there had been a little more, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, and part of that is because the animation in this is very expressive and very fun. Yeah, it's... I, they put a lot of work into it. Um, I'm just going to real quick look up... Is there... I'm trying to find, like, what studio worked on this. Um, Oh, uh, that... Uh, OLM, uh, let's see. I'm just looking at some of this other stuff, like, yeah, these include, like, people who worked on Pokemon anime, uh, a bunch of, like, adaptation stuff, uh, Precure, uh, couple different card game animes, uh, oh, they did Odd Taxi. Wow, of, of course. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, they did Buddy Fight! They did Buddy Fight. Oh. Okay, listen. Tangent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Buddy Fight is the greatest card game anime ever made. It is the most card game anime. I love it. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. What else has... I- I'm just looking at these, like, studio things. Uh... Looks like they've done essentially every Pokemon movie. Mm-hmm. Or at least close to it. Yeah, it looks like... I'm seeing, like, two different studios uh, listed here. Oh, maybe one of them's just the company that that works under them. Or, yeah. Yeah, because I'm seeing, like, other stuff that's being produced by, like, the other studio here. Uh, VAP, Video and Audio Project. We have stuff like Tenchi Muyo. It's, it's an okay anime, but it's got beautiful aesthetics uh oh my god they've they produced lupon the third uh oh uh presumably only the more recent ones because i know that those were uh yeah yeah that those go back to the 70s uh yeah uh yeah i'm it, it was uh oh it was uh huh i'm just looking at uh oh anyways so who else what else do we have going on in here? Um oh yeah, so I finding her like purpose is she like earlier in the movie she also like finds these mysterious messages in a bottle that are like telling her to plant uh pine trees everywhere in preparation for like a big event. Uh so yeah. she's like doing that and it eventually like leads to the whole climax of the film. Uh, oh, we we never discussed uh, some of the other characters. Yeah, yeah. Let's ta- let's talk about some other characters first. Um, so yeah, there's I, there's you. They're both humans, and they sort of represent one might say the experience of playing Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is Rosie, who is one of the first people I meet. She is a uh, very perky, mm-hmm. sort of uh, you know, very perky, very energetic uh, yeah. at times. Uh, a li- a little mean, but not like very mean. Um, yeah. there is I got I gotta find uh, uh-huh. right. There's Margie, who is uh the elephant she meets, who's very sweet uh and philosophical, and she wants to be a 
fashion designer. She spends a lot of time uh, sketching, coming mm-hmm. up with patterns. Uh, and then I think, I want to see the uh, crocodile or gator is named Albert, but I'm not sure if it's uh, actually said in the movie. Yeah. I will note the dub uses, like, the English names. Uh, he's Alfonso. Alfonso, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. And Al- Alfonso is mostly uh, just uh, used sidekick. They yeah. are regularly seen together and are usually uh, engaged in the same antics together. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and then there's also, you know, a bunch of other neighbors as well as various, you know, recurring NPCs from the series. Uh, Cap'n shows up at the beginning. You know, there's Blathers, there's Celeste, there's Tortimer, etc., etc. Yeah. Uh, uh, we, there's just a lot of, like, little plot threads. Uh, there's, like, mm-hmm. Tortimer who's, like, trying to get reelected, but no one actually cares about the election and in the end, it's like, he's the only one who voted, and he voted for himself. Uh, mm-hmm. There's, like, Apollo and Whitney's thing, where they might have been a couple at some point. Uh, they uh, Apollo's very, like, cold and distant, and it's, like, implied that he might have, like, tried to leave the village at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whitney being, like, this uh, cool, mature, older woman uh, who... And, like, oh, yeah, Apollo is, like, trying to grow, like, blue roses, which, if I recall, are, like, one of the hardest things you can grow to grow in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I accidentally, like, ruins his, like, rose patch. And, like, throughout the movie, like, I's very worried of, just afraid to interact with him because she's worried she's he's mad at her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the end, he's, like, okay with it. And, like, we get this whole thing during the post-credits where they're, like... Uh, working together to make grow more blue roses. Uh, uh, there's oh, I I gotta mention Mr. Rossetti. Uh, mm-hmm. he he's just like he he does what he does in the game, which is if you do something that's dickish or like is bad for the game, he shows up and yells at you. Uh, yeah, at one point he gets mad at uh, you and Alfonso for digging too much because they're ruining his tunnels. Mm-hmm. There's there's also this really good bit, like, during winter, he's, like, setting up decorations, and he just, he's just muttering to himself about how how things have been going, and then he, and how he hates having to set these all up, and then he just right, stops. Right, because, because of all the pine trees that have been planted by yeah. I, uh... He has to set up more decorations, and he's mm. mad about it. Yeah. He he also, like, stops and they realize, oh, I have to take all these down, too. Uh, let's see. We've got, uh... Uh... Oh, I want to... Hmm. Uh, I think those are, like, a lot of the core characters. Uh, Tom Nook is there. Uh, yeah, but only briefly, which is yeah, surprising. Yeah, very brief. I, for As far as I can tell, he just... It, He's just her boss. Uh, I I do like that the movie leans into him being like kind of a freak and just mm-hmm. sort of press ganging anyone he can find into working for him. Yeah, he just I shows up. He gives her the apron, tells her to get to work. Uh, uh, we've, uh, of course we've got Sable and Abel. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I do appreciate uh. Let me think. Where are some other fun things? Of course, like like you mentioned before, Blathers and Celeste, 
doing their things. Uh, mm-hmm. hmm. There's something so- I like. Oh, yeah. sorry, go on. No, you go ahead. Something I like about the way the characters are handled in general in this is, um, I mentioned earlier that I feel like this movie kind of gets across the vibes of Animal Crossing better than a lot of the games do. And I think part of that is because all the dialogue is like bespoke and doesn't have to be like recurring randomly based on a template. I feel like, uh, it's much easier for the characters to have unique vibes and to have real exchanges with you. Uh, sorry, with I rather. Mm hmm. Um, and I think that's nice to see. It creates a much more, a much stronger sense of personality. Uh, and I also think the movie has a very strong sense of place because similarly, Animal Crossing, at the end of the day, any given map is largely randomly generated and then the player can make certain alterations. Mm-hmm. But in this one, you know, they just laid out the town in the animation studio and then they can portray the same area differently in different shots uh they can use different camera angles and they can include areas that could not be in the games Uh, there's this one sequence uh where they are sort of exploring a grotto uh like on a on a little canoe going through this cave network and um it's it's very unique and feels Almost unlike Animal Crossing, but I would argue it feels like a heightened version, like what it could be in your mind rather than on the console, if that makes sense. Right, right. Uh, yeah, they, they, they have like this, there's like this giant, uh, Diplo, uh, skeleton in it, and it's like towering over everything. Uh, let's see, there's, there's... Oh, there's like this whole summer festival scene where uh KK Slider shows up and like the like backing vote he's like singing a lyrical version of KK Bossa and also it you is, it's really weird. I don't know if this is the case in the dub. Mm-hmm. In the sub I watched, they did just use the original audio. Mm-hmm. So like he's singing in what the game what the English localization would call animalese, but everybody else is just like speaking normal Japanese yeah. words. So it's it's really a little kind a little weird and incongruous, honestly. That's it's fascinating. Yeah, uh, the way the dub handles it is basically they have like an actual guy singing, but also like the the animalese is like this sort of backing lyrics. Uh, I, I'm into that. I feel like uh, that sounds like it would work a little better. Yeah. Uh, there's... Uh, oh, and also during the f- Summer Festival, we see, like, Crazy Red, and he's selling these 100% accurate slingshots, but he's just got a bunch of them stuffed it, stuffed behind him. Yeah, he's saying they're, like, one of a kind, but he's got a whole box. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think if... I'm looking at my notes, seeing if there's anything else that uh, I found especially striking. What do you think of the use of CGI in this movie? Because it's oh. mostly 2D, but there are a few shots uh, that use 3D animation in the way that you sometimes see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I've i watched 
I've been watching quite a bit of, like, anime with friends, and, like, uh, sometimes, like, it's a very common thing for, like, if a thing would be way too much of a hassle to draw, it, they'll, like, use a CG model. Like, the one that, that we, that me and my friends usually point out is, like, horses, because horses are a pain to draw, but CG horses are the funniest thing to look at. Uh, and there's, like, some CG... I would say that, aside from, like, the, like, climax of the movie, where it's very clearly meant to be visible on purpose, I didn't really notice a lot of it. Uh, uh there were a couple shots I noticed, but they also felt purposeful, in mm-hmm. a way. Yeah. Um, when I first arrives in town, uh, we get a shot of the town hall, and then it kind of angles up. Yeah. Uh, that's done in CG... Uh, when she first shows up to the museum, there is a scene where, like, it's in darkness and she's terrified of the fossils. Uh, right. and the fossils are done in CG. That feels sort of deliberate to make them feel especially imposing and almost otherworldly. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the ending sequence, as you mentioned, with, like, the UFOs and whatnot. And then I feel like. I want to say there was one other scene that stuck out to me, but I don't remember it, and it's not in my notes. So, right, uh, right. Those are the main ones I recall. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I am looking at uh, the cast of this, and uh, Takashi Miike plays Pascal. No fucking way. That's incredible. We can't get away from this guy. <laughs> Three months. Three months and we've had to deal with him. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, it is very much a cameo appearance, so I get why they just had him there. It's mm. very funny to me to realize that now. Uh. Uh. So, uh. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've gone over a lot of the movie. Like I said, it's not the sort of thing where we can really do an in-depth, like, yeah. plot breakdown. So this is probably going to end up a relatively short episode. Yeah. Um. I'll tell you what, I was really genuinely struck by um, the sequence where I realizes Margie left town and she didn't mm-hmm. get to say goodbye. Yeah. Because it's, it, it's, it's probably the most strongly plotted part of the movie, and I think it builds very well off of the character dynamics. Basically yeah. what happens is Rosie shows up at her door and she's upset because... She's like, why weren't you at Margie's going away party? Uh, she looked so sad that you weren't there. And I gets upset because she realizes she didn't know Margie was going anywhere and she wasn't invited. Mm-hmm. Um, so she like runs to the edge of town to see if she can catch Margie before she leaves, but it's already too late. And then she's just in the cafe at the museum, mm-hmm. devastated uh, until... Whitney sort of explains to her that these things happen and you need to deal with them. Uh, She's a little unsympathetic, but she also leaves I with the idea that, like, you will be able to see her again someday, and when that happens, it will be just like old times. Yeah, and it's it's a really good way of, like, like, making a plot out of, like, just, like, a gameplay element of, like, your favorite villager moved out. What do you do? Uh, yeah, like, th- this is something that comes up in the games, and honestly, I think it's one of the most effective parts of the game when mm-hmm. 
somebody just leaves and you have to sort of sit with that sense of them being gone. Yeah. Um, and then like a day or two afterwards, I gets this very heartfelt letter and it honestly made me tear up a bit because uh, of the part where Margie says she couldn't bear to see her as she was leaving because she didn't want to, you know, go off to the big city and start her new career with tears in her eyes. Mm -hmm. Um... And it, it really struck me seeing something like that handled. I don't think subtly is the right word because it's very straightforward, but it feels very genuine and it's it's not overblown or underdone. I feel like it hits just the right notes emotionally. Yeah, yeah it's incredible. Uh, I guess we can talk about the climax of the film. Uh, yeah, uh, and that's kind of the one part of the movie that doesn't work for me just because it feels... Like, they build up to it, but it still feels very out of left field. It is a very out of left field, uh, conclusion. Uh, so, uh, it's a winter festival. Uh, uh, decorations are being set up. Uh, uh, I spent some time talking with, uh, Celeste about how this whole project she's been doing with the trees, she thinks to, she thinks, uh, Maybe there wasn't a point to it. Maybe it was just some weird joke someone did to me. But then, while looking through, like, the telescope in the observatory, she sees a UFO. It crashes to to the Earth, and she chases after it. And, like, the whole village is, like, going after it, too. And it's Gulliver. Uh, and because this was when Wild World came out... Uh, he is a spaceman, uh, and he, like, sends them on, like, this little fetch quest, uh, since that's what he does in the game. Uh, and, like, everyone all sets off in their own directions with their own getting parts, but, like, I, uh, Rosie, you, and Alfonso head off to this one, head off to, like, the grotto where they were before, because... Mm -hmm. Uh, he was convinced that's where the part was. Uh, and because it's winter, the underground river has frozen over and they can just walk on the water. Yeah. Uh, they, like, they go in there and there's this whole bit with, like, you climbing up and he, he, like, falls and he, and, uh, he manages to get the part, but, like, it's, he, ver he like, he falls and it's, like, very dangerous, but... There's this whole comedy bit where, like, uh, Alfonso and Rosie are, like, going to catch him, but then Rosie, like, chickens out at the last second, and he just sort of crashes into Alfonso. Uh, mm -hmm. And meanwhile, I is able to catch the part. They yeah, With the help of Margie, I wasn't clear oh, on yes, Margie. when she got there. Was she, like, visiting for the Winter Festival? Yes, yes. Uh, okay. She, she was visiting. It was a... Uh, they, she had the holiday off. Uh, Got it. So she went back to Animal Village. Uh, and I and Margie come back with, like, the part. Uh, but it turns out they already got all five parts. So what's with this extra one? And then uh, real UFOs uh, show up 
They are CG. Uh, the, uh, part that I is holding, like, turns into CG, and, like, she and the park get, like, uh, caught in a tractor beam, and, like, the co- I can see the cosmos, and this weird CG baby UFO, uh, like, morphs, it, it has a scratch on it, it heals the scratch, it, like, floats around I and, like, morphs into a CG model of her head. It's very strange looking, and I know that's deliberate, but, like, mm-hmm. even so, it's very strange looking, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the UFOs fly off. It, it's, and that basically is the end of the movie after, before the epilogue. Yeah, there's like a, a little bit of denouement from there, but that's basically the conclusion. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it, it feels very strange to have in an Animal Crossing movie, especially because there are some fantastic elements to Animal Crossing, like uh, there's usually a ghost, mm-hmm. but this is kind of the only one, so it feels very out of place. Right, right. Uh, I don't. I don't think I hate it. It's just a weird uh, note to end it, on, you know. Yeah, it's it's very strange. Uh, so we get the the little epilogue of like what everyone's doing in the new year, uh, and like like Margie's like has like made a uh, outfits based on like seeing the this whole thing and like everyone's wearing them. Uh, we 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 just get like different shots of the different villagers and whatnot. Uh and the last note is like I it has now found a new purpose, which is to look into astronomy and uh to uh look into like growing blue roses. Mm-hmm. Uh Oh, we didn't even mention like the weird well it's not weird, it's it's normal. It's this at the end of every season in the movie, we get I writing a letter to her mom, uh, uh, and that's just sort, it's of, sort like of a narration. It's a framing thing, yeah, yeah, and uh, it's it's very sweet. Yeah, it's very nice. I I really like this. Uh, Honestly, this, like I said, this is a genuinely really sweet movie. I think mm-hmm. part of why. There's not that much to talk about is because of the slice of life structure, but part of it is also, I don't think there's a lot to pick apart. I think it's pretty tightly written and, you know, genuinely very charming and funny on Mm. purpose. Yeah. I want to see a, it could be, I want to see an anime uh, take on this in a post-Isabelle world. I want to see what that's like. Uh, so, uh, so I do guess we, do we want to give it the ratings? Yes, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, yeah. What do we want to rate this? Uh, like obviously five out of five adaptation. Uh, yeah, and I, I might say five out of five movie too. Like I wouldn't mm-hmm. say it's perfect perfect but i think it is extremely good and 
this is something that even if you're not really into video games, I could probably recommend to you if you're just looking for something uh, kind of cozy and nice to watch for, mm-hmm. you know, 80, 90 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I'm giving it a 4 out of 5 because I, I do think there there is a certain element of, like, it's so accurate, it's basically an advertisement. That's not too bad because, like I said, this is a very good movie. Uh, I do think, like, sometimes it can be, like, Accurate to the point where they'll just, like, have a scene where something happens and it doesn't really, like, add or detract from the film. It's just, here's a thing in the video game. It's never, mm-hmm. like, egregious, but it it does make me not want to give it a perfect score. Reasonable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a, this was a good fucking movie. Go watch it. Uh, uh, what questions did we get? Yeah, let me see. I just want to check the Twitter. I I don't think we got anything on Twitter, but I want to make sure. Uh, yeah, no Twitter questions. Uh, we do have some uh, Tumblr questions. Or not Tumblr. What am I saying? We're not a... T- Sorry. Uh, Discord questions. Uh, so, uh, first question from Kitty Cat Herder. If you're isekai'd into the Animal Crossing world and going to live in an animal village but had to move in with something or someone, who'd be your roommate of choice and who would be your last resort roommate? Hmm. I'm mostly thinking of people I know in real life and I feel like... Let's see. Probably my roommate of choice would be... Oh, this is a tough pick. I'm thinking of all my friends and which one I'd had to pick. I'm thinking... I'm thinking my friend Elliot. Uh, I feel like I, Elliot and I could get along well in that, in that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, last resort. I'm not going to go with a real person for this one because that feels mean. Or a person I know personally because that feels mean. Mm-hmm. Uh... I'm gonna go with hmm I don't know why, but I am just thinking of like some really annoying just some one of those people who like would like post a gif of a sad Isabel whenever there wasn't an animal crossing game announcement before the like uh the uh <laughs> New Horizons announcement. God, no, I I know exactly the kind of thing you mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, gluttons who would not be satisfied by all the riches in heaven. Exactly. Um, this is a tough question for me, because I'm already living with two close friends of mine. Well, one is my boyfriend now, but, you mm-hmm. know, uh, for a while he was just a very close friend. Um, let me think. Uh, I feel like I would get on really well with my friend Aster if we had to live together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like we would be able to get a good vibe going and, you know, divvy up housework pretty well and whatnot. And then who I would not, who I would only have a roommate as, as a last resort. I am going to be mean because mm-hmm. uh, this person moved away from the city, so I will probably never see them again. 
Uh, when I first moved to Chicago, I was housemates with a guy who uh, was in a band, which, good for him, but mm-hmm. they practiced very frequently. They were very loud, and even after I was like, hey, can y'all give me, like, a heads up when you're going to be practicing? Because, like, I-, I would like to know when there's going to be loud music directly below my room. Uh, he did not give me a heads up, ever. That reminds me of a, a friend of mine who had to move... Uh, because they're, fr- they had two roommates, one of whom, well, not roommates, sorry. They had two other people living in their building, uh, in other apartments. One was constantly playing the saxophone and the other was constantly playing the drums. Uh, I hope they form a nice jazz band, but I understand why my friend moved out of there. Uh, let's see. Our next question. Uh, we've got two from Dark Wizard James Mason. I'll read them off at the same time. Why not? Uh, the first is, why is Tangy the best character? And the second is, which characters do you had canon as trans? Uh, well, obviously Margie's trans because there is a line of dialogue in this where I wishes her luck with her transition. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, let's see. I. I was thinking about this earlier, so yeah, I, Margie, uh, maybe you, and as far as, like, game characters go, uh, both Isabel and Digby, uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking Blathers, uh, yeah, who else? Uh, what was the other question? I need to look yeah. this up. Why is, oh yeah, Tangy, uh, the villager oh, Tangy. Tangy, the, uh, orange one, the one who yes. is an orange. Yeah, sorry, orange, not the color. Orange, the fruit. Yes, she, she is. She she. Her head is an orange. It's it's an inc- it is quite a design. I will say. I've I'm not per- personally partial to Tangy, but I I will say it is the most design. Oh, I'm gonna roll this in with another the next question from uh, Emery Space Robot. Uh, what are some of your favorite villagers? There was this Ooh. village. I've never played the original Animal Crossing, but there was a villager in the GameCube one who was like this Tamagotchi dog or Tamagotchi cat. Maybe. No, I think there was. I think there were both. Yeah, yeah. Those ones fucking rule. I I want them to come back in some way. Uh, let's see. Uh, I re- I really like Kid Cat. Uh, I really like Rattle, who's the frog with like mm-hmm. the doctor outfit. Um, I like Coco. Oh, Coco is amazing. Uh, hmm. I'm thinking, okay, this one is, isn't like, like, it's, they're not like a top tier villager, but they have a special place in my heart because when I first played New Leaf, they were in my village and like, I grew really attached to them. Uh, Cyrano, the, uh, the uh, anteater. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm thinking... Oh, I think he's actually... Is he in this one? He looks familiar. Oh, yeah, he is in this yeah, one. Yeah, I'm he, pretty he sure appears... he's the anteater in this one. Yeah, he's one. He's the anteater in this film. Uh, it was good for me to see him. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, I'm... Th- <laughs> I think, uh, I can't... I can't immediately think of any other really cool villagers off the top of my dome. Oh, Lucky's cool. I like Lucky, the uh, mummy dog. 
Uh, and uh, I've never been partial to like mouse villagers, but I really like Petri. Uh, yeah, I think that's it for me. Uh, mm -hmm. Petri is good. Yeah. Uh, we had another question from Space Robot. If you could pick one more activity that a Tanuki will inexplicably pay you to do in Animal Crossing, what would it be? Hmm. You know how I had the delivery job? I want a specific Spider-Man 2-style pizza delivery one where you have a time limit. And that would be very, very good. Mm -hmm. that, that's actually going to complement my answer, too, which mm -hmm. is... I would love for there to just be like an involved cooking mini game. Oh like, yes, like just just put Cooking Mama in Animal Crossing. Yeah, just that that that's how you win me back after I fell off uh, New Horizons. Yeah, uh, that would be amazing. And then you could like you could like serve it to like villagers, and they would like like you more if you did it. That would be great, especially if uh, you make their favorite foods. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sidemon asks us, what Nook Mile milestones would you design around? And I need to up open up, like, a wiki page for this. So, in New Horizons, there's, like, this whole thing called Nook Miles, where, like, different things you can do in the game will give you, like, Nook Miles, and you can use them to, like, buy stuff. Uh... So. Yeah, and a lot of what you can buy are various sort of, like, landmarks on the uh, island. Like, you can get a lighthouse or a jungle gym, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Uh, I'm I'm trying to find a list of uh, items you can buy with that. Uh, let me... Nook Mile Furniture. Here we go. I'll uh, I'll link this in the host chat real quick. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Uh, I would definitely want to have some vending machines. Hey, can I, like, get on my soapbox for a second? Mm-hmm. I... There aren't enough vending machines in America. Like, Japan has this shit figured out. There should be more vending machines that are just, like in stores and like outside of stores and just around we used to have a lot of newspaper vending machines but those are kind of on the way out because newspapers uh are you know print somewhat is dead, obsolete literally speaking print is dead and it sucks uh and they those vending machines have not been replaced so insofar as you do see vending machines in the average american city just like out uh they are Usually underused, if not broken. Right. Uh, I have this nice one in, like, the laundry room of my building. But I like that one because, like, something with the fridge is really good in that one. And it's just, like, extra cold drinks. Oh, uh, that sounds amazing! Uh, I would say... Uh, actually, yeah, I am thinking about vending machines. And I am thinking about... How I would love if we got, like, ramen vending machines, like, in Japan. I, I want to see what that's like. Uh, okay, wait, this might only be Nook Miles furniture that was, like, added in an update. I don't think this is all the furniture. Hang on, I gotta oh. find a different article. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. This one, this one's the real shit. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, uh, anyway, I would definitely want to have a lighthouse, because lighthouses are dope. Yeah. Uh, um, probably, definitely some vending machines. Uh, let's see. I feel like I would want to have a phone box, even though they're not really practical these days, because I just like how uh, phone booths look, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I want, uh, the, uh, the windmills and the solar panels. I need to set up two monster statues facing each other. Yes! Uh, Kaiju battle! Fucking love that shit. Uh, let's see. I'm also really fond of, like, this, uh, parabolic antenna. I'm not gonna eat, it's just gonna sort of be there, but I like it. I remember when I was playing uh, New Horizons still, I got a parabolic antenna and some solar panels and sort of set up this sort of, like, observation area, I guess you could call it. <laughs> like cool. a satellite receiver space. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. In the updates, uh, it looks like fire hydrants were added. I wouldn't really want to design around a fire hydrant. Like, those are important, but when I am not looking at them, they disappear from my field of view. Yeah. Uh... Let's see. I remember when I was playing New Horizons, some things I set up was, like, an extended beach area, just, like, setting up, like, a chair and, like, some trees and, like, like different, like, beach things. Uh, I, I also... I also put, like, a portable toilet, like, in the corner of the island. Just, I don't know. That seemed fun. Uh, Listen, that's just responsible. Sometimes... Yeah. Sometimes you're in the corner of the island, your house is elsewhere, you need a portable toilet there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do we have for questions? Oh, our last question comes from Casey Cosmos, who asks, What fruit would you like to have growing in your island slash village? Uh, I did think about this before, and I did look this up to make sure it grew on trees. Uh, pomegranate. Ooh, let's see. I know that pineapples don't grow on trees, which is unfortunate because I really do. I haven't had pineapple in ages. I need to get myself some. Oh, yeah. Um, honestly, I would just fuck up some cherries or some lemons. I, yeah. I love a good sour fruit. Uh, so mm -hmm. like, uh, I, I don't know if it's. I guess it would be underripe cherries. They're typically more sour, so yeah. I love those. Uh, I love. Uh, lemons. I love mandarins. I don't like big oranges. Mm -hmm. They're one too much pith, two too sweet. Can't stand them. Yeah, it. I like oranges more or less, but it's such a pain on peeling them. Uh, I I gotta. I am thinking about lemons, and I am thinking about a, a lemon island, and just the sort of just villagers. Lemon posting. Uh, anyways, that's it. That's it for me. Um, oh, also cherries. Cherries would also be good. And, you know, I have been finding myself appreciating apples more, so I'm going to say apples. Uh, that's it for me. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you want to take it to plugs? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You can go first. Yeah. Uh, I'm Dan. You can find me at a lot of places. Oh, we never talked about what video games we were playing. Do we, do we want to just, like, throw that in at the end, or do we want to go to plugs? 
I mean, I've been playing a shit ton of Elden Ring, but then I beat it, so now yeah. I'm playing Final Fantasy IX. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, it, it it is an interesting game. I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been playing the new Kirby game. It it rules. It's so good. I, I'm so happy to uh, have a 3D adventure with my friend Kirby. Uh, also, I've been playing... Uh, I played and beat Fallout 3, which is... A very three out of five game, uh, and uh, Fallout Four. But I've been playing Fallout Four with just a load of mods installed. Uh, there, Sim Settlements Two is a hell of a mod. Uh, it basically makes it revamps the settlement system and like creates a new campaign about around like this whole new settlement system. It's great. Uh, also want to give a shout out to the Fallout 3 mod I installed that gives you a theme where every time you like visit a place, it like adds a decoration to your player home. That one was cool. Alright, that's enough out of me for that. So, plugs. Uh, I'm Dan. You can find me at a lot of places. You can find all those places at linktr.ee slash big underscore challenges. From there, you can find my Twitter, at biggerchallenge. You can find my YouTube, uh, Big Challenges, which is, uh, which I've been, like, I've, uh, been recording myself playing Fallout 4 and, uh, uploading the videos there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can listen to my other podcasts, which include Pod of Greed, a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Uh, we recently, we're making our way through Season 3. Uh, we're in the back half. We had this really fun patron episode where we watched uh, Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, I gotta say, we really got attached to uh, uh, Suki. Uh, let's see. We, uh, or sorry, you can also listen to The Sonic Shuffle, a random and holistic Sonic lore podcast. Uh, we did some episodes on Sonic X recently, and that was fun. Uh you can listen to video games, the movie. Wait, that's this one. I always do that. I, always... I mean, they can't listen. They can listen to it. They're doing so right now. Yes. Um, oh my God. I cannot believe I forgot to mention one more thing. One more thing. Uh, oh, what... your Columbo podcast. <laughs> one more thing, a Columbo podcast. Um, but for real, uh, what do you want to do for April? Uh, well, first things first, I should make my plugs. Uh, you can find me at Max Knightley on Twitter and Tumblr. That's M-A-X, Ken... Let me try that again. You can find me at Max Knightley on Twitter and Tumblr. That's M-A-X-K-N-I-G-H-T-L-E-Y. I'm also on the podcast Eidolon Playtest, which is an actual play podcast where we try out a system that a couple of my friends wrote based on Jojo's Bizarre Adventure and Persona. Uh, you don't need to be familiar with those series to get on board. Uh, it's, you know, it's a lot about psychic battles and uh, learning how to relate to your fellow human being, uh, mm-hmm. which is pretty fun. Uh, we're currently between major campaigns, so it's honestly a really good time to jump on. You don't need to listen to the first two seasons. You can just listen to the interludes, and then this fall we're starting uh, season three, which is a whole new story. Uh, and then, let's see, what do I want to watch for next month? 
Uh, while oh, you're thinking that, I do want to say, Eidolon playtest. I, I'm not familiar with Persona, but I am familiar with JoJo's. Uh, I've only listened to, like, a couple episodes of Rock, but it really does capture the feel of JoJo's in such a unique way. Uh, like, whenever they go to a new location, Luke gives this whole, like, uh, like, narration about it the way they would not like, a JoJo's. I love that. Mm, about how, uh, you know, all the <laughs> flamingos in Florida were shipped up to Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, and it was renamed the Flamingo State. I am struggling to think of movies we haven't already covered or that aren't, like, in the same franchise as ones we've already covered. I I don't want to do Tomb Raider yet. I definitely want to discuss the uh, Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider movies at some point. You know what? Mm Mm-hmm. Remember that Prince of Persia movie that came out in, like, 2013 or whatever? And, like... At the time, I remember people being like, yeah, video game movies are okay now. And after that, it was like, yeah, it's okay. It's still not, like, good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It certainly looks like a movie you would easily forget. Uh, I'll... That's why we're going to be taking notes. Hell yeah, we dissecting are. it. Uh, yeah, uh, so... I mean, you know, yeah. I, uh, I think if you're good for that, then uh, we're yeah. good to sign off. Yeah, I think uh, I'm so. I'm Maxie. I'm Dan. Uh, and this ain't no game. Uh, good night. Good night. <laughs>